Trapcast Express. Tratcast Express, it's Wednesday, April 11th, 2018. Father René Gracida is the retired Novus Ordo Bishop of the Diocese of Corpus Christi, Texas. Last September, he had already opined that Francis may not be the legitimate pope. And this past Saturday, he upped the ante just a bit. On his blog, Abyssus Abyssum Invocat, the 94-year-old Benedictine has called for a new conclave. Yes, you heard that right. Gracida is the first member of the Novus Ordo hierarchy who has openly called for a new conclave to elect a pope, because Francis is obviously not it. And while he sees the cause of Francis' invalidity in a violation of conclave rules established by John Paul II in 1996, he says the heresies and other errors Francis spouts show that he cannot be the legitimate Roman pontiff. Now, there's no time, unfortunately, to get into all this here and now, but uh, you can read all about it on our blog. Just look for the post dated April 10th, entitled, Schism Ahead. Retired Novus Ordo Bishop René Gracida calls for new conclave. So, what else is there to talk about? Well, the big new document, of course that Francis released this past Monday, another so-called apostolic exhortation, the third one after Evangelii Gaudium and Amoris Laetitia. It is entitled Gaudete et Exultate, Rejoice and Be Glad, and the topic is, at least supposedly, holiness in the modern world. Now, I took one for the team here on Monday and read the entire document, just over 22,000 words. Yep, I did. And you're welcome. And we'll talk about the content in just a minute. First, I want to say something about the timing of the release of this document. It was perfect. You see, Francis is clueless when it comes to Catholicism, but he's very clever in how to deal with his enemies. So he released this thing on Monday, April 9th, which was exactly the first working day after the big church crisis conference that took place in Rome with Cardinals Brandmuller, Burke, and Zen, and Bishop Athanasius Schneider, which was basically a what-we-can-do-about-Francis-without-saying-he's-not-the-Pope meeting, and uh, it was very well attended. So, by releasing the exhortation on April 9th, Francis ensured that no one would be talking about this anti-Francis conference, and instead everyone would be reading, commenting on, and talking about his latest exhortation. Well played. So, what about this new document? Well, as you can probably imagine, in typical modernist fashion, it contains a good mix of true things with false things, genuinely Catholic ideas mixed together with modernist concepts so as to mislead souls as much as possible while always having passages to point to that are perfectly orthodox. As Pope St. Pius X wrote in his encyclical against modernism, quote, Thus in their books one finds some things which might well be approved by a Catholic, but on turning over the page one is confronted by other things which might well have been dictated by a rationalist, unquote. And that's from the encyclical Pascendi, number 18. In Gaudete et Exultate, Bergoglio uses countless words to express a lot of apparently noble and lofty ideas, 
But don't let that fool you. These novels ordo modernists love to talk about, for example, how the Mass, the Holy Eucharist, is the source and summit of the Christian life. And they use other very high-sounding, beautiful expressions. And then you look at how they celebrate their liturgy, how they conduct what they claim is the highest and most profound act of divine worship, and what you see is the pathetic and absurd modernist mess that they call Eucharistic celebration. And with Bergoglio, it's particularly bad. I mean, he's even had tango dancing during one of his supposed masses in Argentina. There's plenty of pictures and video you can find online about how that man engaged in what he claims is the most profound act of Christian worship. Or take another example, Amoris Letizia. There Bergoglio writes over 57,000 words about love in the family and all that, and in the end he tells you that sometimes God wants you to commit adultery. So don't be fooled when you find some beautifully written passages in these modernist documents. They are there to make the spiritual poison contained elsewhere in the document digestible, just like someone who wants to poison you physically would mix the poison into a stew or a cocktail rather than give it to you straight because then you'd refuse it. And what did Pope Leo XIII say about that? He said, quote, there can be nothing more dangerous than those heretics who admit nearly the whole cycle of doctrine and yet by one word, as with a drop of poison, infect the real and simple faith taught by our Lord and handed down by apostolic tradition, unquote. And that's from the encyclical Satis Cognitum, number nine. All right, let's finally get to the content of Gaudete et Exultate. The title means be glad and rejoice and is taken from the Beatitudes in Matthew 5.12. Presumably there won't be a follow-up exhortation to warn people of the reality of eternal punishment if they don't die in sanctifying grace, perhaps entitled Dishedite Maledicti, Depart Ye Accursed, from Matthew 25.41. In fact, hell isn't mentioned at all in Gaudete et Exultate except once in paragraph number 115, uh, though of course not as the place of eternal punishment for the damned, but as the origin of what Francis denounces as, quote, verbal violence through the internet and the various forms of digital communication, unquote. Funny how he remembers hell when it suits him. There's nothing really new in this exhortation. It's basically a document in which many of France's favorite friends make another appearance. Encounter, tenderness, the church as museum or as NGO. Then he mentions masochism, the god of surprises, corruption, Pelagianism, rigidity, rules and laws. It's all in there. And one thing I can say after reading the entire pseudo-apostolic exhortation is... Boy, he sure loves quoting and referring back to himself. Although Francis does mention supernatural grace at times, the main focus of the document is very horizontal, of course, with heavy emphasis on helping our neighbor, as though that were the be-all and end-all of Catholic existence. But hey, let's not just criticize. The Holy Rosary does get a mention. Yes, a mention. Exactly once in paragraph 16 as an example of a path to holiness on a par with not gossiping, listening with patience and love to a child while being tired, 
and saying something nice to a poor person on the street. As is typical for the new theology of Vatican II, the document also contains a number of statements that just make you scratch your head because it's not clear exactly what they're supposed to mean. For example, in paragraph 34, he says, quote, Holiness is an encounter between your weakness and the power of God's grace. Unquote. Now, what in the world does that actually mean? You can see here once again the heavy emphasis on experience, right? Everything is an encounter, an experience, some kind of an empirical event. Now, if he had said that holiness consists in or is reflected in overcoming your weaknesses with the help of God's grace, then that would have been a clear statement and perfectly comprehensible. You would know what he's saying. But to say that holiness is an encounter between your weakness and the power of God's grace, that has no clear meaning. And of course, that's by design. Let's look at another example, paragraph 42. Quote, even when someone's life appears completely wrecked, even when we see it devastated by vices or addictions, God is present there. Unquote. What the heck is that supposed to mean? God is present there. Well, God is present everywhere, so I'm not sure this tells us anything of significance. So what's it mean? What is being said here? Your guess is as good as mine. Of course, we all know how concerned Francis is about the spread of heresy in our day, right? And so it is a given that in this exhortation he wastes no time in denouncing the two great heresies of our day. And they are, you guessed it, Gnosticism and Pelagianism. Now, what he really does with that is he hijacks those two notions and puts a very heavy spin on them so that he can use them to slap his opponents. Here's what he says in paragraphs 40 and 41, quote, Gnosticism is one of the most sinister ideologies because, while unduly exalting knowledge or a specific experience, it considers its own vision of reality to be perfect. When somebody has an answer for every question, it is a sign that they are not on the right road. They may well be false prophets who use religion for their own purposes to promote their own psychological or intellectual theories." Unquote. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds just like Francis to me. He's the man who always has an answer to every question, constantly wants to offer his advice, and always has something to say about everything. And he constantly uses his own psychological and intellectual theories, like all the tenderness and encounter jazz, that have nothing to do with Catholicism, and pushes them on people who think that these must be Catholic ideas. Aside from that, the idea that if someone has an answer to every question, he is not on the right road, is entirely arbitrary. It's gratuitous. Precisely how should having an answer to everything be a sign of being on the wrong road? He doesn't give a reason, of course. He simply declares it to be so. But the Catholic Church does have an answer to every question on faith and morals. At least potentially, and that's not surprising. Christ promised his apostles, quote, But when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will teach you all truth. 
unquote. That's from John 16.13. And in 1 Timothy 3.15, St. Paul refers to the church as the, quote, pillar and ground of the truth, unquote. But here we go again with our answers for every question. And we've got to stop here for today, otherwise this podcast will go on for too long. But we'll pick up here and talk about Gaudete et Exultate some more in the next Tratcast Express in just a few days. Stay tuned. Tratcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tratcast.org. And if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate. Thank <laughs> you.